Hey everyone, welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. I'm Mario Salinas bringing to you once again story time. Our story brings us to our early years of marriage, Danielle's and mine, and a season very similar to this one in that it was close to Christmas, only a couple of months out before the festivities of Christmas and the expectation and social requirement that you exchange gifts. And it was the season when the leaves on the trees were turning the most beautiful array of colors because of all the waterfall that we had received that uh, previous summer and early fall and the cold snap that had, had hit us, which contributes to the changing of the colors in the leaves. And all of this had created this scenario of absolute beauty all around us. And as the leaves were falling off the trees, and I was looking at the leaves one day when I was pacing through our yard, trying to think about what to do for Christmas, I saw the most beautiful orange and yellow and red uh, leaves that had just fallen off the tree. And of course, if nothing is done to preserve them in that, con in that condition or state, they will eventually turn brown and shrivel up and die along with other leaves in a leaf pile and eventually decompose and go back into the ground as dirt. And so I thought of taking these leaves at the school where we worked as teachers, there was a laminator, a machine that laminated things. And we used it, of course, for things like art projects and, and paper and drawings and different things that the kids did. But I thought, what if I took these leaves and put them against black paper? and the, the brilliant colors of yellow and orange and red and, 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 and all these, these various shapes as well of these leaves, some of them being oak leaves, some of them being maple leaves, uh, dogwood leaves, and so on. Uh, there were different shapes, there were different patterns, and of course the various colors. I thought, what if I were to preserve them by laminating them and then framing those black, uh, cardboard um, pieces of cardboard with the leaf embedded in them by way of being laminated and what if I were to frame those and give those as gifts so I started this project and uh, you know I, I remember it cost me very little because I just reimbursed the school for some of the laminating um, some of the laminate that I was using and for some of the black cardboard and I was able to make all kinds of of leaves in different shapes and different sizes and, and, and you know what's amazing even after 24 or 25 years since I did this there there are people in our lives who still have the leaf that we gave them that year as a Christmas gift and 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 it's it's almost in the same state that it was in because when you when you laminate something you prevent air from getting to it and that's Primarily what changes um, the colors and, and makes the leaf disintegrate is, is air and, of course, sunlight. And so if it's in someone's home and it's laminated, it pre it's preserved really well. And we still have family members and friends who have the leaves we gave them that year. And so I remember at the same time as I was trudging through the yard, trying to pick up different leaves and trying to find the most unique shapes, the most unique colors, uh, you know, different shades of red, different shades of orange, the brightest I could find, 
um, you know, the largest leaf, the smallest leaf, all these different things, combinations of leaves. I did all kinds of, maybe, maybe hundreds of them, right? <clears throat> As I was going through the yard, I stumbled on, literally just like kicked into this pile of slate. It was these pieces of slate that the house that we were living in at the time was a church parsonage. It had been assigned to us as youth pastors that we were at the church as part of our compensation for working at the church and at the school. And so what had been there in the yard uh, had been there before we got there. We don't know who left the slate there and and under what circumstances it was put in that backyard, but but there it was. And it was 20 or so pieces of this slate, I would say uh, six inches by 10 inches or six inches by eight inches, something like that in, in, in its dimensions. And many of those pieces of slate had a hole at, at the very top. So the idea that I had, sometimes two holes on, on, on either side of the, of the very top of, of that piece of slate. So my idea was, what if we were to stencil onto these pieces of slate some um, some drawings, some some Christmassy types of things? It could be uh, a motif, it could be a design, it could be uh, you know a Santa, or uh, I don't know how you feel about Santa, but we were okay with him, um, or 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 just something that re represented Christmas, a Christmas tree, or an ornament, or or a piece of you know, a, a piece of um, the the holly or something like that. And Danielle and I had this idea to sit down and stencil these things. We went to Walmart, which is the store that was near us, a superstore, and we bought these stencils that had Christmas themes uh, in them. And we took different colors of paint and we sat every night for several weeks and we prepared these gifts. So we, we did the leaves, I had laminated the leaves. We were we were framing the leaves, and then we were taking these um, <laughs> these pieces of slate and putting on these drawings and these uh, these stenciling in these designs. And we were giving our family members that year. This was the best we could do back then. We gave them each each member of the family a piece of slate with some kind of design on it and uh, a leaf or two that would be framed. And we found cheap frames and we found shoe leather that we were able to use to uh, put through the holes of the slate so that it could be hung on a door or, or on a nail inside of a, a house on a wall or something like that. And I remember giving these things to our family with, with, with such joy in that we had prepared these gifts and we had made them, but also with a little bit of embarrassment because my my in-laws are so generous at Christmas time, and back then they were buying gifts for everyone. And now now we give a lot of gift cards among amongst each other, and so there aren't as many gifts under the tree, so to speak, or in the room because everything is flat. But back then there were gifts going literally from the floor to the ceiling, several feet in from where the tree was, and it was a spectacular array of presents for this large family and growing family. They, they have three children and then each of them had children and we were starting to have children of our own. And so I was a little embarrassed because I, I felt like here we are, you know, we're giving everybody these pieces of slate and these leaves that we picked from the yard that had fallen from the trees. And we, 
we put them on black cardboard and framed them and we're giving them to people. But, but we found out one, one side note is that to this day, we have family member that family members that have those pieces of slate and they have them on their doors every Christmas. And they also have the leaves, as I said earlier. And so they, they valued them a lot more than we may have been uh, proud of them to give them to everyone. And what, what I wanted to share with you through this incident that came back to me, because it is fall right now, the leaves are falling, the leaves are changing colors. It's, it's pretty sp spectacular on our property where we have many different types of trees in all kinds of shapes and sizes of leaves and the colors are magnificent. And it's also two weeks, uh, I'm sorry, a couple of months before Christmas. So we're thinking about presents and we're starting to order things and starting to order wrapping paper and all the things we're going to need to have a good Christmas with our family. But as I'm thinking going back, I, I'm thinking that we went through some really hard times. And I know that many of you listening to this are going through hard times financially right now. And some of you can relate to us having gone through really hard times financially but have emerged out of those times into seasons of more abundance, as is the one we are living in right now. Uh, we won't be giving slate and leaves for Christmas this year, and we're very grateful that we can buy some things and we can ship some things and do and do that sort of thing. But, but for for the person who ever first said it's the it's the thought that counts. There's such truth to that because it was the thought of giving something special that we had handcrafted that people valued more than how much it was worth, right? Uh, but at the same time, it was more than that thought that counts. It was also the mindset. And the mindset we had, which is what I'm sharing with you today, is that we did the best we could with what was available to us. We didn't have a lot of dollars in the bank accounts back then. But we had Slate that was laying in our yard unused and leaves that were falling off the trees. And we had the creativity that God gave to us to be able to think of what to do with those things to have gifts to give to people. We did the best we could with what we were given. And that has always been our, our uh, MO, if you would, our modus operandi when it came to uh, our ministry and our endeavors and our pursuits, our, our raising of our children, now our grandchildren, the way that we have uh, tackled various problems and the way we've tried to find solutions to issues that we were facing, the way we handled our ministry and our businesses and our investments, but most of all, in general, our stewardship. We feel like, Daniel and I feel that everything that we have was given to us to steward. And we believe that we can do the best with what is in our hand and that is what we are being evaluated on. I am not being evaluated back then by what wasn't in my hand. I wasn't evaluated by the thousands that someone else had to buy presents that went from the ground to the ceiling. I was being evaluated in heaven as a steward based on what I was given and what I was given was a yard with slate in it. So not only did we clean up the yard from the slate that was all over the place, and make it nicer. We also used up the slate and we were able to find good use for it and we were able to utilize it for the giving of gifts which was something very precious and so on. I believe that stewardship requires of us first and foremost to look at what is in our hand, to look at what we are responsible for, 
to give account to Yahweh for that which we have been entrusted by him to, to grow and to develop and to nurture. And then with that sometimes very small thing, right? Because Jesus said this. He said, he who is faithful with the small things will be given responsibility over greater things. He who can handle unrighteous mammon will be given responsibility over true riches. And we found, I have found in my own life as a leader, but Danielle and I as a couple and as a, as a unit, as a, as a one in marriage, we have found that there is such greater, much greater value that heaven ascribes to stewardship of what is in our hand than we may ascribe to it. Because we look at what's in our hand and we say, it's so little, it's so small, it's so insignificant. Because we compare that to what others have in their hands. We look around us and we say, this is so insignificant compared to what he or she has. My ministry is so small compared to what this other person has. But we were never called or required to uh, to be uh, to give account for what was not placed within our scope of responsibility, within our metron of authority. We were only held accountable throughout our lives and are right now with that which we have been given. And so we found out through this uh, interesting Christmas, pre-Christmas season, and also the fall, the fall season with the leaves, that we can make something out of nothing if that's what it takes for us to be able to give gifts when we had very little money to do so uh, with. And so I want to encourage you today as Christmas approaches and maybe you don't have the funds to buy gifts for people. Uh, it is the thought that counts, but beyond the thought of what you're going to give to someone or create for someone or make or paint or whatever you're going to do, it's the actual mindset of a son that says, I have something and what I have is valuable and what I have will make a difference and what I have will bring fruit that remains in spite of how I may feel because my feelings are not important when it comes to just actually doing it, putting my best foot forward and putting my hand to the plow and not looking back and doing the best I can with what I've been given. That is what we are held accountable for. That is what you are responsible for. Not what I'm holding, not what I've been entrusted with, not what anybody else is doing at this time. And I believe you, as we, will make the best of what we've been given in this season because we get it. And so I bless you to enjoy the rest of the fall season wherever you are in the world and also to prepare for Christmas in the best way possible. If you celebrate that holiday that is, we do. And, and if you don't, we still bless you, Hanukkah or whatever it is that you celebrate in your own nations, in your traditions. We bless all these different things that go on as long as there is hearts that love and love is expressed in some way and there is respect for somebody else's uh, traditions and persuasions. We know that we are gonna be in the right about this one. Do the best with what's in your hand, and you'll be blessed for it. I bless you now, in the name of Yeshua, until we speak again, Shalom.